0: You're
1: listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, and I'm here with my co- co-host McQuaid Arnold, and we are here to cover the Packers draft class of the or the Packers draft class of the 2022 NFL Draft. So, McQuaid, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing outstanding, and uh, even better after this draft after after this draft Green Bay just had.
1: Yeah, I know. I was really, really pumped to see all the players they brought in. I think there are a ton of contributors, both in the early rounds and in the later rounds, some really some really big steals that they got in those later rounds. But we're going to just go through these draft picks, give our thoughts on them, and yeah, go from there. So um, I'll start us off with the number one pick of the Green Bay Packers, Quay Walker out of Georgia. He's an inside linebacker. Um, They picked him at number 22 overall. And this was pretty much a shock for everyone. Um, No one really expected Green Bay to pick an inside linebacker. That's what they've really, they've never really done that. Right. Uh, The Devondre Campbell re-signing was really the most resources they've allotted to an inside linebacker in years. So this was, this came out of the blue few people predicted it, at least in the Green Bay media. In fact, I, I know that, there were several national national media people who were predicting Packers to pick, uh, pick Quay Walker, but for a lot of us, this came as a surprise. So, what was your reaction when uh, this pick came in?
2: Um, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't I didn't really expect linebacker, but but to see the run on wide receivers. So it, the 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 first seven picks, I was flying high, right? Because there was no <laughs> wide receiver second. yeah and then Atlanta took. Uh, Drake London at eight, and it all went downhill from there. From there, mm-hmm. Drake London went, Garrett Wilson went, Chris Olave went, Jameson Williams was traded up. The, the Detroit Lions traded up to get him, uh, and, th- and then we see that Marquise Brown trade. We see Jahan Dawson to the Red to the to the Commanders, and then the AJ Brown massive trade. That all happened in between eight and twenty-two. It was just a massive run on wide receivers. So by the time we got there, I just I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what what position to take. Um, and then so when they said Quay Walker, I tried to you know temper my uh you know quote unquote disappointment if you will you know because I mean? because sure. the linebacker wasn't really necessarily the 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 pick that I assumed they were going to go with um but then obviously after doing some research Quay walker is going to be um bring added reinforcements to a position that green bay just hasn't prioritized if over the last decade or two really since yeah. i mean even nick barnett in in the early, in the mid 2000s uh you you can say that, you know aj hawk for for a while but Green Bay um, hasn't had him for, 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 for a hot minute either. And, and um, hasn't put that resource. AJ Hawk was what the the fifth overall pick in 2004, five, six, something like that. Um, So to see them take the first round, uh, first round draft pick on on an inside linebacker a month after they re-signed Devondre Campbell speaks to how high they loved Devondre Campbell's play last year, right. Mm -hmm. Which was that impactful to the defense. And then, um, add a reinforcement to the run game. I think the Quay Walker is going to do make make strides in this defense against the run game.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's really interesting. I think a lot of us assumed that with the Packers, with how much they played with a third safety, that that was kind of the world they wanted to live in. But I think that this demonstrates that Joe Barry wants to live in more of a world where he has two inside linebackers on the field who can cover and defend the run, like that classic like nickel role, right? Um, and speaking of Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker is actually really similar in size and weight. He's 64 240 pounds. So he's a quite a big linebacker and, and watching his film, he moves in space super well. Like he, he is great. I, I thought he had great coverage instincts, right? He, he feels routes coming around them. He knows when to break on them. He's just got insane change of direction. Like there was one play I was watching where, uh, he was basically man on man coverage on a tight end that was, uh running a comeback route and when the tight end kind of turned to run that route um he just the way he changed direction I'm not even sure that some of our defensive backs could have done that it's just he's insanely athletic um I don't have his RAS pulled up right now but it's above nine I know that he's just I think he ran a
2: 9.6 yeah I think
1: you're at a four point five forty. he's just an absolutely bonkers athlete. And then, like you said, that in, in the run game, I thought he had great instincts. He knows how to, you know, stack and shed offensive linemen. He knows how to sort through traffic and he's, he's comfortable in in the middle of a lot of traffic, a lot of stuff going on a lot of contact. So I think that, yeah, he can, he can definitely contribute in the run game. Uh, He's a sideline. He's got sideline to sideline speed. And then he can, he can cover, he can like there were snaps where he was covering like the, Uh, wide receivers from alabama for georgia like they they trusted him in that role enough to put him put him in those situations so i think that speaks a lot to the the how how much they thought of him like how much they held his coverage skills in regard um so i i'm really excited honestly to see this guy play i didn't know a lot about him during the pick itself or after the pick itself by doing some film review this guy is a stud and then blitzing you know that Georgia used their linebackers linebackers on blitzes a lot. They didn't have always have great rush uh, or great pass rush from the edges, so they they sent their backers a lot. Um, and this guy, he's he's incredibly fast. He's got an insane trigger, and then he just arrives with a pop in his pads. Right, he just pops offensive linemen, sends him flying backward. Love to see it. I, I can't wait to see this guy in Green Bay.
2: It's, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, you know. Not spending a first-round draft pick, you know, quote unquote. That's what they, that's what the national media wanted them to do. But spending two, uh, uh, not spending a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver, but instead going to defensive players, uh, it is. This defense could be like scary good this year, and yeah, and, you know, even they were good last year. But when's the last time the Green Bay, I mean, hung their hat on the defense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and if you think about it, this was really the last quote unquote hole or a major hole that the Packers had at their starter position, right? They had, right. they have Jair back to cover the slot, right? He can give you an upgrade from Shannon Sullivan. And then this guy's going to be a massive upgrade from Chris Barnes. Yep. Um, it just in all phases of the game, right? Coverage and run defense. Um, so you mentioned the Packers took another defensive player with pick number 28 in the first round.
2: Yep. So, so let's speak on kind of what you just said, right. There, there was the biggest hole on the defense was that, that inside linebacker depth, but even with them bringing in Jared Reed this offseason, season um, defensive tackle, you know, depth defensive tackle was yeah. still, if not this year, a long-term uh, um, hole that they're going to have to fix someone opposite of Kenny Clark. And they brought in Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, um where they got him in the draft pick number 28 was incredible value right not, yeah. not a lot of people thought that he would fall past 15 in the first round um falls all the way to 28 and green bay snags him. he's going to be someone that that is going to be a day one starter right mm-hmm. this, this, this this guy's going to come in and game one snap one he can be on the field make a difference uh, play opposite Kenny Clark. He's 6'3", 300 pounds. He's he's a big dude, but he moves fast. Again, his RAS score, relative ath- athletic score, is was off the charts. I believe it was nine point six as well, close to uh, Quay Walker. Um, and then on top of that, just bringing in just just for what it's worth, right? When when Quay Walker found out that uh, De- uh, Devonte Wyatt was coming to Green Bay, he started crying again after being <laughs> drafted. He cried, and then he cried again because he's going to yeah. see his boy Wyatt uh, in front of him again on the defensive line, and for whatever it's worth, right. Bringing in that, that um, familiarity to your defense, already two guys who played years together um, it can only benefit your team. Right. Uh, yeah. but, but it also, also helps that this guy is a true um, study can come in and, and be that, that long-term um, filler that we need. Obviously we got Kenny Clark locked down for, for on that, that, that contract, Jared Reed, most likely a one-year deal. We'll see what yeah. happens there. But then, you know, Wyatt's going to be there for at least four, if not five years, um, and all signs point to to him being an absolute monster on this on this defense. And then you you point to it. You got the 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 front seven really locked down. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary. We're gonna we place a fifth-year out front of him, so we got him for two more years. Yeah. Um, then you got Wyatt Clark, Devondre Campbell, Walker. That front seven is is not only good, but it's locked down for the next yeah. three or four years
1: it's insane. I'm, I'm so looking forward to watching that. And Devontae Wyatt was another surprise selection, right? Cause he's 24. That's abnormal. The Packers have yep. not really picked yep. anyone that old. Oh, I think the oldest before this was uh, Eric Stokes at 22. And so yep. a lot of people were like, Oh, they're not going to pick Devontae Wyatt in the first round. And so it's, it's kind of funny um, as someone who was a big fan of him leading up to the draft and wrote, wrote some stuff on him. It's a, it's a little bit satisfying to get that vindication. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's, he's just a great prospect. Um, Um, I know that some people have compared him to Quinn and Williams, who I went, I think, went in the top 10 in his draft class. Um, But he can he can defend the run. Right. He's got the strength and the the speed to, you know, to two gap, to one play, one gap, to penetrate. Um, He's got some legitimate pass rush like juice, like he knows how to use his hands. Uh, use his feet. He's, he's incredibly fast. Like there's a clip I think against Arkansas where he gets free and just closes down on the quarterback incredibly quickly. It's just going to be incredibly fun to watch. Um, and one, one thing I, I think that's kind of interesting and unique about those, that duo of draft picks is they both came from the same defense and that defense is, has some similarities to how green Bay wants to run their defense, right? Cause Georgia comes from the Alabama, like, basically match quarters world, right? Where they, they basically run a lot of man match coverage. The Packers are a little bit different where they run more of a zone type match coverage um, where just kind of a a brief breakdown of that difference. man match is where the coverage starts as man and then can go to like zone principles, zone match coverage, the coverage starts as zone and then go to man principles. There, there's some overlap though, just because both of them are, adapt to how the offense is running their, their schemes and that kind of thing. But um, there's just some interesting overlap because uh, like I said, both of them are kind of running that too high world. So Devontae wide, he's used to eating up blocks, to two gapping, to keeping his linebackers clean. And then Quay Walker, right. He's used to, you know, pacing the running back, not uh, kind of playing, multiple gaps from a linebacker position where he's not over committing to one gap, like you might in a more penetrating defense. And so it's just going to be really interesting. I think that could help them adjust to the NFL a little bit quicker, right? Cause they're going from uh, one situation to a similar situation in the green Bay defense, just with the kind of the philosophy that Joe Barry brings to how, how they run that defense.
2: Yep. I think, I think it's going to speak volumes as far as, as, as all of these assets and all this draft capital they put putting into their defense and most notably their their front seven yeah uh, i think it's going to pay dividends this year the way they play um the depth that they bring i mean you're, you're going to rotate in devontae wyatt yeah the defensive line how is that and I then mean, even, yeah even then jared reed jared reed he was he was outstanding the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh we're, we're going to be rotating guys in on the defensive line across the defensive line who should be starters elsewhere uh it's going to be a lot of fun
1: yeah yeah especially like, like dean lowry he may not be a ideal like starting defensive tackle at this point he's like their defensive tackle four right and i yep. think you're in a good position yeah. when when that you've got that depth yep um but moving on to the second round i mean going into the going into day two everyone knew that the packers were they were gonna hopefully get a wide receiver right they still had a lot of holes at that position and that's exactly what they did they traded up They traded both their second round picks, number 53 and 59, traded up with the Minnesota Vikings to get up to number 34, pick number 34, which was the second pick of the second round. It's a steep price to pay, but I think that the Packers really wanted to get their guy and they were willing to pay the price. And that guy that they got was Kristen Watson out of North Dakota State University, a guy that we actually talked about um, last week on our uh, offensive player podcast, Offensive Prospect Breakdown um so he's wide receiver out of North Dakota State University he comes at like 6'5 208 he's a massive wide receiver what were your thoughts on that pick
2: uh first of all I thought that it was uh, a little little comical right that that the Minnesota (laughs) Vikings not only got Detroit gave Detroit Lions Jamison Williams basically uh but they also gave Green Bay Christian Watson so we'll see we'll see uh um how that pays out over the last, over the next you know, three to four years. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're hundred percent right. Um, Christian Watson that they needed a big body receiver and they got one with Watson six, five, or six, four, six, five, as you mentioned, um, just his, his RAS relative athletic score is 9.98. Well, out of 10, which is yeah. just absurd human mm. beings should not be able to, to, to do what he does. Um, there were, there is obviously he's coming from a small school, um, um North Dakota State you know quote unquote small um and so that that's going to be a quote unquote knock against him but at the 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 what I think really helped Christian Watson is he he went to that um Senior Bowl um and was was voted the best wide receiver at the Senior Bowl and that was with you know Olave was there Garrett Wilson was there all the all the big name wide receivers were there in attendance and, and and uh participating in Christian Watson. Was voted unanimously with you know the best wide receiver there. He's um, he, he's he's going to be someone that takes the top off the defense you on know, 6 like four three six forty or something like yeah. that. Everything that 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 you want in a wide receiver, he has. It's just is going to see how long. It's going to be interesting to see how long it takes before he puts it all together and starts you know uh, producing on the field. But then also um, the only other thing he has to worry about is 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 he I think he had the highest drop rate um, in the FCS, I think it was last year, FBS, one of the two. Um, so that's something to watch out for, you know, yeah. Marcus valdez Galen had that issue for a while. Obviously Devonte Adams had that, had that issue for a while. Green Bay want, Green Bay does want someone that's going to come in and, and, and contribute right away. Um, so we hope this will be get with, with Christian Watson, but I- if that doesn't happen, right, you're getting, you're getting the Rashawn Gary treatment for, for Christian Watson. He's going to he maybe doesn't produce the way you would want him right away, but he's going to become that dude eventually. And, and yeah. all of the tangibles are speak to that.
1: Yeah. To your point. I mean, he has all, he has all the traits to be like a top a dominant number one receiver in the NFL. Yep. Um, I can't remember. I'm not sure the and Wilson were at the senior bowl, but your, your point is still valid, right? He came he went up against some of the top competition coming into the draft top cornerback competition. He stood out among all those wide receivers. Um, I know there were a lot of studs, a lot of guys who went high in that draft. I think the, yeah, I, Romeo Dubs, who we're going to talk about later, was one of the another one of the wide receivers that he uh, performed pro- quite possibly better than. Um, but, yeah, I, I really love Christian Watson's game. I think, like you said, he can he can give you that speed. And even if he doesn't catch the ball right, we've seen the impact that can have on defenses as they try to try to deal with that speed and uh, avoid having him break the broke open the, the top of that coverage. Um, the catch percentage thing is interesting because I didn't see a whole lot of drops on his film or at least clear drops. There were a couple of throws where it was like, it was, it was a high throw and he could have probably caught it and he tried to, but he didn't quite make it. And so I'm not sure. It's kind of that borderline thing where it, it might be on the quarterback more than the wide receiver, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I think he can be a great a great player year one. Just giving you that speed, giving you some run after catch on jet sweeps and bubble screens. He can block. He gives good effort in that. Um, but yeah, as he develops, I think he could definitely make a big impact, and that's obviously something the Packers need. Uh, and
2: and and speaking to that, right, your drop rate is going to go down when you have Aaron Rodgers placing the ball in your exactly. lap.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. So that was, that basically took care of the second round with that trade up. The Packers didn't trade back into that. And then in the third round, they again went on offense with a uh, tackle guard, Sean Ryan.
2: Yep. Sean Ryan out of UCLA six foot five, 321 pounds, massive human being. Um, well, I think, I think there was a theme with a lot of, a lot of linemen they took in this year's draft. They, with their versatility, right. Ryan can play both guard and tackle. I think that his, um, most likely spot is going to be right tackle opposite of David Battiari, um, which is going to be, uh, nice, you know, to have that, that solidified after, um, after, uh, Billy Turner left, right. And, and we, we didn't really make much of an effort to, to resign anyone else, um, on that offensive line. They took three offensive linemen in this year's draft. And I think that speaks a lot to, um, what Green Bay obviously is prioritizing, but also, addressing the need that was clear you know um in, in this offseason um I think that he is going to come in and compete right away for that starting role uh, honestly I think all three wide uh, offensive linemen took are gonna come in and compete for that starting role yeah uh, but but he is he has a lot of experience versatility um it helps that that when we get um uh, Elton Jenkins back that he can play anywhere on the offensive line literally anywhere he can play yeah. so wherever um uh Sean Ryan fits best right Elton Jenkins can just do something else you know what I mean play a play right. wherever else on the offensive line
1: yeah I I was watching some of Sean Ryan's tape and um I, I real I thought I saw a lot of flashes from him I think he's he's a little bit his feet are a little bit slow so I wonder if he might move into guard a little bit more in the NFL but if he does I mean he's just a brick wall he's a massive man he uh, when he gets his paws on like on defensive tackles and uh, edge rushers, it's the play is almost over. Right. He just he drives him back. He's great. I really like his stuff. Uh, some of his tape in the run game where he's just getting getting his hands into the hips of defenders and just driving them back. Um, yeah, he's going to need to work. Like I said, on his footwork, some of that, if he's going to stay at tackle, some of that was a little bit slow for my liking. Um. But yeah, I, I think he he can be a really if they do decide to move in, move him into guard, I think he can be a mauler in the run game.
2: And then to be honest with you, like like what I'm super stoked about is that Adam Senovich is still in Green Bay and not only in Green Bay, exactly. but he's the coordinator. Exactly. that man does wonders for the offensive line. So yeah. any one of these guys you bring in is gonna be gonna be they're gonna they're going to get better. they're their best football is ahead of them for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think that I know that Sean Runs, like his RAS from a tackle position was already pretty good. I think it moves up to like a close to a straight 10 if you move him into guard
2: I'm pretty sure it was around that 9.5 9.6 for for, for tackle and then you're you're right guard it was I think it was like 9.9 like it was it was something <laughs> it, it got better and that's that speaks to like we we're just talking about his versatility so it's going to be it's going to be nice to see to, to, to put him where we need him and we have we have a ton of those guys like I like I just mentioned up in yeah team, wherever you need them so um, that's definitely a theme in green Bay for the offensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the green Bay, especially with the loss of Lucas Patrick and kind of seeing Royce Newman struggle a little bit, I think they knew that they had to reinforce that versatility a little bit just get some guys who can play multiple positions in there. And especially along the interior, yep. uh, um, moving on to the second pick or no, I'm sorry. This was, uh, that Sean Ryan was the only pick of the third round. This is the first pick that the Packers had in the fourth round. It was with Romeo Dobbs wide receiver out of Nevada. He is 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, there was some confusion on his athletic testing because I don't believe he tested at the Combine due, in, due to an injury. Um, but from what I remember, there, so, some people have you know reported that he ran like a 4'7". That was actually in high school, coming out of high school. He uh, ran, I believe, a 4'5 at a private workout. And then at the Senior Bowl, one thing that really stuck out to me he uh recorded one of the fastest speeds in like of all the prospects there he, and on uh, he ran like at 21.25 miles per hour so he he has some wheels just like christian watson right they got another one of those deep threats, and I was really impressed going to his tape. He's also a really, like, sudden route runner. Like, he can attack those underneath zones, you know, just with suddenness. He can sit down. He's got really confident hands. I was really impressed how he just goes up and plucks the ball out of the air, and then, obviously, that deep speed can help him break break open defenses.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us.
2: Um yeah, so so when when we took him, uh I obviously, you know, looked at my bread away and to see what he brought to the table, what he, what he was about, um dubs, which is pronounced dubs, which I, I love. Yeah, um, led the FBS in catches, which are twelve, and touchdowns, which was nine, and receiving yards, five hundred on the dot on post routes over the last two seasons. So not yeah. only not only is this guy um running the right route, right? I mean, obviously um, catching the ball, but he's doing it downfield. We got, we, got yeah. a, we got a downfield player who's going to come in and, con, and contribute kind of like what Mark West was last year. Um, whatever Christian Watson does bring to the offense, this guy is going to do, going to be similar, right? He's, he's a downfield presence. He is going to um, stretch the defense, or excuse me, yeah, stretch the defense was exactly what Matt LaFleur Lef- uh, talked about uh, in length in the offseason. Um, there was definitely a similarity between from the wide receivers that they um, took in this draft, guys that can stretch the field, guys that can make catches downfield. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a, a big play receiver. Uh, he can develop into a big play receiver. Um, and, and that speed is something you just cannot get enough of on, on the offense.
1: Yeah. And I think one, one interesting thing about him, he was actually a pretty accomplished punt returner with Nevada. Um, in fact, his first ever collegiate touch was an 80 yard punt return for a touchdown. So, yeah.
2: And and that's similar with uh, Christian Watson, right? Yeah. A lot of these players that they're picking, they are, they are contributing to more than one asset, which is special teams, which is obviously huge given last year.
1: Yeah. And I believe even Quay Walker, uh, going back to the first round, I think he played like 500 some snaps on special teams. So even if, you know, even if he doesn't do that, I think that his presence frees up Chris Barnes, right. To move over to special teams and kind of contribute in that area. So yeah, I think like you said, there's a definite focus on improving that that area of the um, offense. And then uh, moving on to the next pick in the fourth round, that was Zach Tom, uh, an offensive lineman out of Wake Forest.
2: Yep, uh, six, another massive human being, six four, three hundred four pounds. Um, he's an effective effective positional blocker, right? Um, and but another one, he's he, he's versatile. Yeah. Uh, the 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 one thing that kind of stood out with him. Um, that, that, that kind of surfaced after he was drafted was, was he went up against Jermaine Johnson, the, uh, the, the, the edge rusher from Florida state, who was a first round draft pick in this year's draft class um, lined up against him 51 times in, in a game this past season. Um, and, and Jermaine Johnson had zero quarterback pressures, zero quarterback hits and no, t- and, and no sacks. Um, yeah. He, he, he plays I mean, and that just kind of speaks to the value, you know, you, you can get that type of offensive lineman in the fourth round, but, but that, that edge rusher is going to the first round, kind of see yeah. how they'll prioritize different positions, but it just speaks to, to how well um, he can play a, 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 at tackle, which is going to be huge um, for um, the, this offensive line. However, again, right. It, according to his, his scouting report, he projects best at center, right. But that's <laughs> when he was playing tackle. So it yeah. just, To his versatility, right? He can play anywhere across the offensive line. And I'm sure he can do that again at the next level with Adam Senevich as his offensive coordinator slash he'll be, I'm sure he'll be the offensive line coach a little bit here and there as well too. Um, But I love it. I love the pick. And I think that it's going to be another person we can put anywhere on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, I know that um, when I was on the uh, Packernet uh, draft live stream, uh, they a lot of people were cl- were uh, excited for that pick, right? Seems like a really versatile li- offensive lineman. I haven't watched a lot of him, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Seems like there was a definite focus on like like we mentioned bolstering that interior of the offensive line, which really seems to speak to their plans for Elton Jenkins, right? It seems like they're they're planning to move him out to right tackle once he returns from that injury. Um, so that that'll be something to watch. Yep. Um and then we come uh in the 5th round to possibly one of my favorite picks just because of its value and the and the player uh in the draft that was Kingsley Enigbari and he um we learned afterwards that he goes by JJ rather than yep. Kingsley so JJ Enigbari. But uh he is a edge rusher out of South Carolina. He's 6'4, 265 pounds. so he's definitely in that mold of right the, the Smiths and uh Gary is that big uh outside linebacker edge rusher. Um, and just watching his tape, man, he is a fun player. He just finds way to disrupt, disrupt plays. He has a really powerful uh, club move. He can, uh, there were a couple of snaps where uh, South Carolina actually moved him like inside as a stand up nose tackle, kind of like what the Packers did with Darius and he was just wreaking havoc in there. Um, I believe he had one of the top like pass rush win rates of all prospects, all edge prospects in the NFL draft. So it was a really, it was a pretty big surprise when he fell to the Packers and I, I'm, I believe we still don't know exactly why, because uh, I think there he did have a fairly significant hip injury, if I'm not mistaken, in, uh, not this year, but the previous year. So that may be what scared some teams off. Um, but yeah, just lo- looking at the tape, uh, regardless of those off-field stuff, he, he's just an exciting player. He has different ways to win. Um, I, I think he can hold up in the run game pretty well, and he just provides some fantastic depth behind uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith.
2: Yep, and then and uh, so the stat that I saw on, on on JJ when after he was drafted was was that he generated pressure on 15.7 percent of opponents' dropbacks in 2021, which was the ninth highest in the entire uh, nation last year and second in the SEC only to Will Anderson from Alabama, who's just an absolute monster. Yeah, um, no, he's he, he's he's he didn't test very well, right? Um, but his play on the field speaks volumes to what he can do. and I think that's what Green Bay. Um, uh saw on him and 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 liked him and uh I think it's gonna be be, be, having him and his option to to rotate in is gonna be big um and then uh Marquis Eversol on Twitter he he uh reacted to this draft pick when um Green Bay got him and they said that that he got him at number 179 in the fourth round excuse me fifth round uh and there was a lot of mock drafts that had him going in the second round so it was something that uh um, they definitely got to steal with this one, right? And and he's going to go into, going to go into a, a good situation being able to learn from Gary and uh and President Smith. And then if there are any you know injury concerns or 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 whatever concerns that maybe I feel he doesn't need to come in and contribute right away, which is right. See what you want exactly for, for your for your uh depth player,
1: yeah. And I saw someone on Twitter posit that. You know, he could be like in a couple of years down the road, he could place for replace Preston Smith. I, I don't know if those questions about why he felt, I'm not sure if I would go that far at this point, but yeah, he has some, he's just got great quickness, great power. Uh, he's got some versatility. He can play the run in the past. I, I really love this pick. Um, So that was it for the fifth round. We didn't have any picks in the sixth round. Uh, I believe there's some trades that got rid of our sixth round pick. Um, but in the seventh round, we had four picks yep. uh so we really though the theme with this round i think is special teams and the the first pick of that uh seventh round that the packers had they picked Tariq carpenter the safety linebacker hybrid out of georgia tech
2: yep and and so these uh the the, the from from here on out these picks are kind of be going to be kind of guys that contribute both on special teams and then and then uh defensive defense as well competing for for a role uh but Tariq carpenter was 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 uh a little bit of a fan favorite because he had posted that picture on, on Twitter of him in a Packers Super Bowl champion (laughs) t-shirt from 2010 when he was, you know, you know, probably 10 years old or something like that. So that was really cool to see. Uh, But yeah, he plays strong safety at at Georgia tech, but like you said, projects best as a a hybrid linebacker role. Um, Very, very much a a special teams contributor, which every team needs, uh, especially if you get him in the the, the seventh round. Um, He was best known for his run defense in, in college, so that's going to be something that, that if he comes in on those, you know, three, um, uh, three look safeties on defense, he maybe comes in on one of those in in a possible run, run uh, situation. Um, I love him. I, I like the pick. I think it's going to yeah. be good for uh, special teams and see what what his upside is. He's 6'4", 225. So he's also another massive right. team. team. Um, so he has that going for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think he probably sticks at linebacker just based on, you know, what I saw of him on tape and then kind of his move to his official move to linebacker kind of came in the senior bowl. And so that seems to be what, like what NFL teams want to see, right? Cause that's what the coaching staffs at the senior bowl were right. NFL teams, I think the jets and the lions in that case. Um, but he's got, some, he's got some interesting traits in the senior bowl and on his tape, you know, he can, he's got the speed to avoid uh, offensive linemen who are climbing and just, shoot gaps um the biggest issue i saw with him was his tackling was pretty subpar and so that's something that's definitely going to need to get cleaned up on special teams right we we got you kind of need that that's kind of important especially if you're going to be covering punts and kicks um but yeah i'm I, i'm fine with the pick i think it's a good value pick just try to bolster that special teams and uh see what value you can get in uh in a high upside i think a high upside player like Dric Carpenter who can give you a little bit, he's kind of moving to a new position, learning, learning some new skills. And so you can, it'll be exciting to see, you know, if he can develop how he develops and that sort of thing.
2: Yep.
1: Um, And then the next pick of the seventh round, they uh, picked another defensive player who can contribute on special teams. Uh, Jonathan Ford, the defensive lineman out of Miami. This guy is massive. I believe he. so he's six, five. I believe he said in his uh, interview, after the Packers picked him that he weighed about 340 pounds. So he's just like an insane human being. Um, and I think that, uh, that uh, someone mentioned on d- when the draft pick was reported that he was actually a uh, field goal protector for Miami. So, and, and we all saw last year, right? Tyler Lancaster in that role was not great. So I think that this is another special teams pick, right? Maybe not in the role that you normally think of it, like as a punt returner or like a, Gunner that kind of thing but he can you know give you a little bit more protection on those field goals to help Mason Crosby out. Um, I'm not sure how valuable to be on defense from what I from what I saw of some other people scouting reports I, I haven't looked at him closely but from what I saw from other people he's basically Tyler Lancaster where he's just big and takes up gaps can't really do much else um so it'll be interesting i mean he's he's like i said he's massive um so he, he may find some The Packers may find some uses for him in like goal line situations that sort of thing um but what what were your thoughts on this pick
2: i think that that you spoke to it that i i had him at six five three hundred and thirty three pounds so he's, he's just like said, <laughs> he's a massive human being uh which seems to be a trend in this year's draft yeah uh, and and I, he's going to be one of those guys that if that if he makes a team is going to be someone that that like contributes in those those thankless type of jobs like you said special teams possibly excuse me uh, like special teams on the field goal kicking um, um, you know kick returns stuff like that for, for for blocking he's going to be one of those players that that if he works up, if he works at it um, he'll make the team and and have kind of one of those thankless jobs but um, he has all the tools to 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 do it you know being the massive human being that he is. Uh, he's going to, he's going to tower over anyone who, who, who lines up across from him.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, all you're asking him to do is take up space and, you know, not let people get past him. And so I I think that, you know, he can do pretty well in that role. Um, But with the third pick that the Packers had in the seventh round, they went back to the offense, uh, picking tackle Rashid Walker out of Penn state. Um, So what were your thoughts on this pick?
2: So anytime you can draft a, 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 I think a a big 10, lineman defensive or offensive in the seventh yeah. round you're getting you're getting good value right he's 6'6", 313 pounds um he's he's gonna be one of those one of those guys that that competes for a um uh starting job I i firmly believe that now now maybe not full-time starter but he's gonna anytime that you have you have this many offensive linemen taken in in the draft right um doesn't matter for for offensive linemen's sake it doesn't matter where you're picked in my opinion you you have undrafted free agents every year competing for, for offensive line roles. Um, he's going to come in and, and be someone that contributes um, right away, pushes other players who, who are, you know, quote unquote, on the depth chart uh, uh, ahead of him to do better, to be, to earn their job. Right. And, and uh, like, I think he's the tallest person in the draft that, that, that we drafted six, six. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be someone that, 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 comes, he knows what he's doing. He was a three-year starter at, at Penn state um, projects best at right tackle or guard. So again, versatile again, Um, and, and, and we'll see, we'll see, you know, how, how he, um, uh, how far he goes in this, you know, as as far as making the 53 man roster, but, but don't for offensive linemen specifically, I don't care where they're drafted or if they're undrafted, right. You come into green Bay, um, especially with Adam Senevich as, as the offensive coordinator, you're going to be expected to compete for, for if if not a backup role, if not a starting role, a, a backup role, um and having experienced three years starting in the big 10 uh, you're, you're not going to come in and, and just be pushed over. He is someone that can come in and contribute. Right. Yeah, away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually um, in the pre-chef process. I, he has stuck out to me a couple of times when I was watching Aiden Hutchinson. I uh, had yeah. some nice reps against that. And so if you can get a guy who, you know, can hold his own at times against the number two pick in the NFL draft, I think that's, it's pretty good value. Um, I believe that I heard that he, he did have some injury concerns and that's kind of why he fell. I know that that's some points during the pre-draft process, he was being projected to go like third, fourth round. So yep. if you know those injury concerns, if those work out, he this could be a great value pick at tackle. Yep. Um, that I've, I feel like that's kind of a theme, right? The Packers just got a lot of great value right, right? with uh, Enigbare, with Rasheed Walker, um, with Zach Tom, with with all those guys. I think they got some really great value. Um, so I, I, I'm really happy with that that aspect of the draft class. And then just covering the last pick of the NFL draft that the Packers had, that was Samari Touré, a wide receiver out of Nebraska. Um, he's an older prospect. He's 24, but he's 6'3", 190 pounds. Um, Packers actually met with him in the pre-draft process. Uh, but he's another guy. I know he was a pretty regular – I believe he was a regular gunner on special teams for Nebraska. So, again, it's a special teams pick, right? They, they really made an effort to address that special teams in this draft.
2: Yep. Um, so he's someone that that he had a a um, all pro type of type of career at Montana. He I think he came from Montana for, for three years, uh, and then yeah. came in and contributed right. He, he had forty six passes for eight hundred ninety eight yards um, in 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 twenty twenty one right in the Big Ten his <laughs> first year. So he's he, he's he's produced everywhere he's gone right. This yeah. is gonna be someone. I don't remember the last time Green Bay took a seventh round wide receiver. I think that you, back when we drafted EQ and MVS, um, they, those three wide receivers that draft, I believe that was in the sixth round, maybe the fifth round. Um, so, so seventh round, you, you, you kind of, you know, you, you kind of uh, um, don't really count on those guys making the roster, but if one does, it's kind of a, you know, a, a, a bonus icing on the cake, if you will. Yeah. But this is going to be an interesting one, right? That's literally a last pick of the draft that are most, at our arguably our most needy position, uh, in the entire offseason, Right. And he, he's, he's six, 190 pounds. He's fast. Uh, it, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see where he, where he comes in and, and how much he competes for, for a possible 53 man spot, um, on the, the the day one roster, but he's, 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 uh, produced everywhere he's went and, and coming yeah, from man. Montana to the big 10 and putting up, you know, almost 900 yards in your first and only year, um, I think, I think that there's reason to be optimistic about this kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he ran, looking up his 40 time, uh, looks like he ran a 4.48 um, 40 yard dash. So that's a, it's another speedy guy, right. You know, along with uh, Dubs and Watson, right. You got, you got some speed along that offense, um, which I think will be helpful in, in that, in that scheme. But that's, I believe, uh, unless you had uh, some other thoughts, I believe that's all we've got. Um, I believe the full pick, uh, full number of players let me see i believe it was 11 did we do we, we i back think to so i think so yeah because we we traded our both our seconds and then we got another uh seventh round pick later on yep. the um, uh,
2: yeah the, uh, the, the 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 um theme behind this draft was definitely getting the focusing on the defense get, getting that to, to be something that yeah is going to be a strength of this team for years to come and then uh getting great value for for our offensive line and uh um even the wide receivers where we got them.
1: Yeah. Honestly, man, I I love this draft class. I'm really excited to see what they can do. Uh, I'm like, let's hurry up and get to the games now. (laughs) Now that the draft's over, I want to see these guys in action. But I I think that's all we got, uh, unless you had any other thoughts, McQuaid. But um, I want to thank everyone for listening to this edition of the Wisconsin Sports Rx Podcast.